it but me. My name is Lisa Hedger and I'm your host. I'm a journalist, writer, and editor in Central Ohio. This is the podcast where we offer unique opinions on super popular books. There's a book that it feels like the whole world loved and you weren't a huge fan. Maybe you just liked it. You'll soon realize you're not alone. Today, dear readers, I'm doing something I've never done before. So usually the format is I have a guest on who didn't love a super popular book and I'm somewhere, you know, some of the books I've really loved. So I have different perspectives, but we talk about the book and the guest shares why they they didn't really love it. So today I get to share my opinions on a book that I'm in the middle of reading This is The Christie Affair, and I have been struggling with it. I'm not loving it. I'm going to share my feelings, and this one is spoiler-free for a number of reasons because it's such a new book. I didn't want to bring out all the spoilers, and also, I'm only halfway through it. I'm still debating if I should read it or not, and I have a feeling that some of the reasons I'm struggling with it are the very reasons that some people might really like it. So I'm going to share some of my my thoughts on this book. Again, spoiler free. And it's a pretty exciting premise, you guys. I love the, the premise of this book. Now on to the show. All right, guys, as I said today, as promised, things are a little different today. I'm talking about my Everyone Loved It But Me book. And it's interesting because usually when I, you know, talk with a guest about a book, they always say, you know, it's almost like therapy because they feel so bad that they didn't love a book. And then we just have this really awesome conversation about the book. And I always say, you know, you're not alone. That's the whole reason of the podcast, right? That there's always someone out there that doesn't love a book. And usually, you know, whatever the book is, everyone kind of enjoys hearing us talk about it. And it's it's a lot of fun. And a lot of times I, I haven't really enjoyed that book, you know, such as A Man Called Uwe or Addie LaRue, for instance. This summer, this year, many, many, many people have been talking about The Christie Affair. It's supposed to be very, very popular. I'm not going to do a full deep dive in the book because full disclosure, I actually haven't completely finished it because I am stuck on it. <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know if I can finish it, you guys. I'm, I'm really struggling. Almost halfway. I'm 137 pages in out of about, turning away my apologies, of about 311. So just under halfway. Here is the premise of this book. And the premise is incredible. As I said, The Christie Affair, published earlier this year, written by Nina de Garmont. The premise, so amazing, right? So we know Agatha Christie. She wrote mysteries. She wrote 66 detective novels, more than a dozen, about 14 short stories. She remains, according to the Guinness Book of World Records, the best-selling fiction writer of all time with total global sales, more than 2 billion books sold in more than 100 languages. So these books are delicious mysteries, some cozy, some a little less cozy, but the one mystery that's never been solved, what happened 
on December 3rd, 1926, when Agatha Christie vanished from her home for 11 days. Her car was found abandoned the next morning, several miles away. Guys, this was a national search. The press, the public, everybody was speculating what could have happened. No one knew for sure. That is the premise of this book. I love that premise. I was so excited to dive in to this book. And maybe I, I don't know, maybe I kind of had the wrong impression. I really kind of thought what was going to happen is, you know, the author Nina is going to weave this like really great mystery and try to think about like what happened to her and it would kind of unravel in a mysterious way. So I'm going to tell you a little bit about maybe kind of maybe why I got stuck. This is kind of my my therapy and again I'm not going to give any big spoilers or anything like that. I'm only going to talk about probably the first 30-40 pages just kind of just to give you the general synopsis right. Where I think I kind of got stuck is what what did happen in Agatha Christie's husband had an affair and left her for another woman. What did happen in real life is that they did discover that she had traveled to London. Agatha Christie did caught a train to uh, Hargot in Yorkshire upon arrival. Then she took a taxi to Swan Hydro Hotel. I'll include some links you guys so you can kind of look this up. It's super fascinating. She signed in under the name of Teresa Neal. What is so fascinating, this is all the real life story, is that Nancy Neal, okay, so she was adopting the surname of her husband's mistress, who was Nancy Neal. Now, in, in our fictitious book, the mistress is Nan O'Day. So just kind of a, a, a spin, just, you know, a spin on, on the name. But that's, that's what we do. And then Agatha always said that she did not remember what she was recognized by the hotel staff who then notified the police and when her ultimately ex-husband but at this time he was still her husband Archie came to meet her she apparently did not recognize him they feel like people thought she was maybe had had a concussion perhaps some have said she was suffering from amnesia Others say, no, that wasn't the case. That's too convenient that she had amnesia. She said she had no recollection. She didn't remember who she was. And she never, ever spoke of this time with friends or family or anyone. So nobody knows what happened during those 11 days, right? Other than the fact where the hotel she ended up at and the fact that there was some some trail in terms of, like I mentioned, the train and a taxi and, and things like that. But no one knows why she left, what, how the, why the car was, like all of these pieces. And to me, you guys, I find this so fascinating. Like I just cannot wait to read this book. Why did I not love it? Why am I not loving it, I should say? Because I am in the middle of it and I will confess I already kind of have my spot. I've got the bookmark here in the middle, but I did 
kind of speed off and read another book. And I, I might even read another book to try to maybe distract me and then come back to this one. I'm, I'm undecided at this point if I'm going to be able to finish it. Certainly feel free to reach out to me on social media or the, the website, www.everyoneloveditbutme, if you think I should keep going. And I mentioned this as well on my Facebook group and Everyone Loved It But Me. So where did it fall apart for me? I guess I feel like I'm getting too much of the mistress's perspective, okay? So as I said in the book, it starts, our mistress is Nan O'Day, and and that's fine, right? Her, her perspective is definitely interesting as a mistress, and I think some people might really love that. So that's why I'm going to tell you that you do get a lot of her perspective, her, you know, falling in love with Agatha Christie's husband, her being with Agatha Christie, Christie's husband, and some history, right? You get her backstory. Why did that not work for me? So it, it, it's not working for me because I wanted more of Agatha Christie. I felt like when I read about this book and heard people talk about it, the, the crux, the information, everything I read was, you know, Agatha Christie and we're going to dive into what happened, you know, for these 11 days, 10 nights, I believe. And even the chapters look so promising. It's like the disappearance, day three, the disappearance, day two. I... I love that part, but I will tell you here almost, like I said, halfway through, I feel like I've not gotten enough Agatha Christie. I really wanted more of her, you know, and, and, and perhaps maybe it's kind of how the book was marketed because I really thought I was going to get more of her story and I, I haven't. I really wanted the twists and turns. Now, Right where I am, we just started to see Agatha Christie, but really the bulk of it, that first, you know, 130 pages or so was really focused on Nan. Like I said, in this case, it, it talks about Nan. And, you know, at the very beginning, I, I, I really liked actually how it started. Very... The very, I'm just going to read you this. This here lies Sister Mary. A long time ago in another country, I nearly killed a woman. It's a particular feeling, the urge to murder. First comes rage, larger than any you've ever imagined. It takes over your body so completely. It's like a divine force grabbing hold of your will, your limbs, your psyche. It conveys a strength you never knew you possessed. Your hands, harmless now, rise up to squeeze another person's life away. There's a joy to it. In retrospect, it's frightening. But I dare say in the moment it feels sweet, the way justice feels sweet. Aetha Christie had a fascination with murder, but she was tender-hearted. She never wanted to kill anyone. Not for a moment. Not even me. I just... I loved that beginning. And and then I kind of loved the part about, you know, how this sets up a scene that basically talks about Agatha's hus husband saying, I want to file for divorce and her being very distraught. And, and in this uh, historical fiction perspective, then she disappears as essentially the next day after he said that he wanted to to leave her. That to me is so fascinating and I loved it. Now I have been told, several people 
have said that they do really feel this first part is a little bit slower and it speeds up in in the second half. So I have not decided for sure if I'm going to quit on it or not. But I, like I said, I'm struggling with it and that's why I decided that I wanted the the podcast to be my therapy for, for once. I wanted to share my reading struggle. Usually it's, it's when I'm talking with somebody else, but it for sure happens to me where I'm sitting here and there was a book club in my town that I, I see where they, they post things and they were discussing this book and everyone was saying, oh my gosh, on, on the message threads, this is the best book ever. It's so amazing. And I'm muddling through it and thinking to myself, what's wrong with me? Why, why isn't this one resonating? But I will tell you, I'm still like so captivated by the actual thought of what did happen to Agatha, you know, and and that might just keep, that might just force me to like finish this one up because I do want to see how, how Nina, the, the author, Nina finishes this, this idea. It's interesting because I was looking at a New York Times article and I'll include this in the show notes, but she said the detail that made me want to write a novel about it that sort of made a story start to come to shape was that she had used the last name of her husband's mistress to register at the hotel. And then, as I said, her, her husband, Archibald Christie, and in real life, his girlfriend was Nancy Neal, whom he did marry. And like I said, in the book, she's called Nan. I know you guys, there's a lot of N names here. (laughs) And like I said, the author's Nina. So I know it's a little confusing. In the book, Nan, like I said, we get kind of her backstory, which I think is what I wasn't expecting. So I was picking this up, wanting to read that cozy mystery story about Agatha Christie. So I think... If you're going to pick this book up, know that there's there's more to it than just that. That we're going to get the backstory and a lot of information about the mistress. So we're weaving together several different stories. And I think perhaps knowing that information ahead of time before you start this book, that might make all the difference. <laughs> you know, a lot of it's perspective, like what you're thinking. I still do feel it's, it's a slower book. And, uh, you know, had a, having a couple problems with a couple of the characters. But, but I think just realizing, okay, wait a minute. This is not just about Agatha Christie. We are getting a, a lot more about our, our mistress. And I think that is really fascinating. So as I was getting ready to talk about this, Agatha Christie's the website. There's a really cool one. I will include links in the show notes about family members, her only grandson. He posts videos that you can find. They're really short, you guys. Two, three minute videos where he talks about his own memories with Agatha when they would travel together, how he called her Mima. That part of it, I love. I just absolutely love. So I think I think now this has been my therapy, just talking it aloud, talking it out here with you guys is 
that I was just envisioning would be really, really centric on Agatha Christie. And and it's not. There there's this is more nuanced than that, which I think some people might really like. That we're delving into the mistress and the backstory of the mistress, which you don't normally see. So I, I think that is really fascinating. I do think it just wasn't exactly kind of what I had been expecting. So the mystery will be if I decide to finish it or not. (laughs) I think I'm gonna jump to The Lost Apothecary, which I've heard wonderful things about. But I keep this book. It is remaining right on the nightstand because I'm not quite ready to give up on it yet. So I have struggled with it, as I said. But I think a lot of it is is just, like I said, my expectations. It's a little different than my expectations. So I just need to wrap my head around that and and forge on and and may maybe I will do that later today. I want to thank you so much for listening to the show and as promised I will keep you posted on a if I finish the Christie affair. If you're a first time listener, this is a one woman show. I write, edit, and produce the podcast in my little closet in my house in central Ohio. If you'd like to support the show, please consider a five star rating on Apple iTunes. It would also help people to learn about my show if you tell your friends and neighbors. And be sure to press like the little like or follow button um, on your phone so that you're following me and you're getting all of my new episodes. And as always, if you've got that Everyone Loved It But Me book, that one book that you just didn't love, feel free to shoot me an email at www.everyoneloveditbutme.com. I would love to hear which book you would like to see me discuss. I have a whole list of books, but you might have one that I don't have on my list. So please let me know. Again, thank you for listening. I hope everyone has a lovely day. And most importantly, I hope you get time to read today. 